What's up, sister girls, and welcome to another episode of the Bougie Black Girls Podcast with your favorite girl, Nikki G. Are y'all ready for Sunday brunch with me? Sit back, relax, and get ready for the time of your life. So today's episode is just a little bit more about mental health and I did bring a guest with me all the way from Kansas City, Morgan F. from Young Black Misses. She's a podcaster and this was my first time having a podcaster record with me through the Anchor app, of course. And I'm really excited, but I'm also kind of hesitant about posting it just because I'm not sure about the quality, but I'm going to post it anyway because I know how y'all are. So (laughs) stay tuned and get ready to listen to our story about mental health. All right. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yes. What you got for so, so what is, let's tell everyone what our mental health issues are exactly. So tell me your mental so health issues. So in 2014, when I was 24, I was diagnosed with um, manic bipolar disorder. And then mm. a little bit later, I was diagnosed with anxiety. So manic bipolar, I'm coming on the manic side. So that means I'm hyper, highly energetic. Um, not not the depression side. So super happy, super full of energy, racing thoughts, hard to calm down type of that's kind of where my manic comes from. Um, my anxiety comes from just being really, really um, worried about a lot of things and really feeling like I can't be in control of stuff. So that's kind of where I lead um, with my mental illness. And I have, I have a question, though, because it seems like it sounds so much like ADHD. Does it? I got tested for ADHD, actually. And they, mm-hmm. they showed that it, that wasn't because they were like, well, let's see if you have ADHD because they were like, well, if you can't concentrate, then that might be a sign. But I feel like that would have shown up like for you. you, you no, yeah, 100 percent. 100% it would have showed up. The reason I'm saying that is because I was diagnosed with ADD. Right. And so they could tell that. Um, it was hard for them to diagnose me because I was not hyper and they always uh, equivalated hyperness with ADD or ADHD. Right. So at my age, when I was diagnosed, most kids that showed those signs had the hyper aspect and I did it. So they were like, well, we don't know what's going on with her. Like she's just lost <laughs> all the time. She's just so clueless, but I wasn't, I just, I couldn't pay attention. Right. So when you were giving your breakdown about manic bipolar, like in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds like, it sounds a lot like ADHD. Well, so I wonder I, what the differences are. I bet it's similar to, I bet it's similar to bipolar, but maybe not. I'm not, like I said, I'm not an expert, but I just know for me when, with my bipolar, a lot of it is, uh, I have um, auto, audible hallucinations where I hear music in my head. And then oh. for a while I was actually hallucinating, um, which I, I wish that on no one. Like I'm I sure. on no one because you don't want voices in your head telling you to do things. You don't want that. You don't yeah. want those problems. You don't want those at all. Yeah. Um, but my doctor hates that I have audible hallucinations, which is like music in my head. 
So right now I'm playing Juice World Lucid Dreams because that's my jam. I love uh, that song. I do too. <laughs> like he speaks to my heart. I just love same. That song. Uh, but uh, so I'll hear that kind of music in my head, and and the doctor doesn't like it, but it's soothing to me. So he kind of lets it. He kind of lets it ride. You know what I mean? Right. But, so that's not the same as like if I was if I had a song stuck in my head and I'm just like constantly humming it. It's not well, the same as that. From my understanding, the difference between having a song stuck in your head is kind of like your your channeling. So you say to yourself, okay, play play Lucid Dreams by Juice World, and your brain will channel it. Well, me, I'm not thinking about it. It just plays. You're like, just now hearing I'm playing, it. I'm playing wow. Old Town Road, you know. I'm not also a gutter. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at your brain because it's, it's got all the jams. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I, it's, it's, it's doing things. But it's, like... From a manic, it's not bad though. From a I'm manic, just depre- from a manic side, it's kind of like talking rapidly, little to no sleep, racing thoughts, can't concentrate, delusionation, uh, hallucinations, impaired judgment, impulsive, feeling high. Those are all kind of things mm. that I've I've kind of faced. Wow, that's really interesting. I didn't feel well. The hypersexuality, I had that in in. Um, Unfortunately, I had that in in uh, college. Okay, I, I thought that was my whole phase, but it wasn't my whole phase. <laughs> <laughs> That's was, so funny. I mean, at least you have somewhere to like blame it. <laughs> I know, isn't that great? Like when my doctor said that, I was like, "Oh, you telling me that from being manic bipolar?" Wait. So I'm not a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not a hoe. Exactly. That's how I felt. So I was like, "Woo, wife's brow," you know what I'm saying? So you're telling me that was right. some episodes right then and there? Oh, you the real MVP, yeah. Unfortunately, so- I don't have a mental health issue to blame my whole phase on. I really wish I did though. Like I'm a little jealous. <laughs> well, I know people say that to me all the time. But tell me a little bit more about ABD. How does how does that impact? So I actually have multiple mental health issues. Multiple. Um, what would you call them, like, serious illnesses? Oh, like severe? Um, Severe, yeah, I have multiple. So I have anxiety, I have generalized anxiety disorder, ADD, um, and minor depression. Minor depression. Yeah. I've never, so I'm assuming from listening to your podcast in previous episodes that you may have felt some, some, like, suicidal thoughts. Can you relate to that? Yes, I've had suicidal thoughts. I've had thoughts of self-harm. I've attempted suicide once and um, I've self-harmed in the past. And then I've also had, um, yeah, but no. So it's it's funny. I actually had to go to therapy to realize that I was self-harming because I did not realize that I was self-harming. Your brain is a powerful thing. Like seriously, you can convince yourself that you're not doing something that you are. So I used to, I, I would, uh, accident prone child I would purposely do certain things that would hurt myself and then call it an accident um and then as I got older I got really obsessed with tattoos I don't have a crazy amount of tattoos but I would notice that I tend to get a tattoo when I was very sad and um the sadder I was the bigger the tattoo would be or the more, more painful the place um so yeah I had some issues with self-harm but I did not put those two together, if that wow. makes any sense. How many yeah. tattoos do you have? I have five. Wow. I yeah, have the biggest one is on my... No, 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 five. 
Yeah, I'm saying, oh, you I said you have fear. I, I don't. I don't have desire for one. Yeah. What I love tattoos. I love tattoos for more than just the pain part of it, though. I do genuinely consider them to be art that yes. you get to walk around with your on your body. I and I'm, yeah, and I prefer to get my own artwork or things that are very very passionate to me tattooed on me. I'm very cautious of what I get put on my body. Um, my most recent tattoo, um, I, it was also a self harm situation, but. I was happy at what I got. I got that semicolon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how many people out there know, but the semicolon is a um, symbol for suicide prevention, Mm -hmm. stating that you've dealt with thoughts of suicide or you've dealt with a suicide attempt or whatever the case may be, and you survived it. Um, So it basically means that you could have ended your sentence, but you chose to keep going. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So sometimes I got. Hmm? Oh, I was gonna say sometimes I feel like I'm so low on the mental health by a totem pole. Like I never felt like I was gonna harm myself. I never wanted to leave this earth. I always feel like Girl. oh, I'm just over here having racing thoughts and um, hallucinating with music in my head. Girl, that's badass that you live life <laughs> like that. Because I feel like that sometimes. I'm like. I mean, really, really and truly, like, depression and anxiety are things, but before you put that title on them, you just feel like you're overreacting to everything. But my mental my mental disorders make me feel like I am just overly emotional and just overreacting to every little thing that happens. And so to me, I'm like, well, I could be schizophrenic. I could be bipolar. Like, I could genuinely, you know, have voices in my head telling me to do stuff or, you know, see things that aren't there or have like, like I could, I could be worse off. Is that, that's how I feel. But the reality of the situation is we're all in the same boat. We all have a chemical, uh, a chemical imbalance in our brains that's causing us to think or do things that we don't want to do. Right. Period. So like, you're not any higher up or lower than anyone else. We're all on the same playing field. So I want to know, do you see a doctor, a therapist on the regular? As I know, a black one. That's important. Hey, Megan, how you doing? No, so I do go to, (laughs) I do go to therapy. Um, I go bi-monthly, so every, bi-weekly, every two weeks. Uh, I haven't gone recently because, I mean, I'm poor. (laughs) I understand. With my yeah. current insurance, it's a lot cheaper because it used to be real high, but it's a lot right. cheaper now. Shout out to hubby for his insurance. Can my can my hubby get some good insurance? I, girl, look, I, I wish that blessing on you. Okay. I wish that <laughs> blessing on you because it has been nice. That's that that's that young black miss's life for you. <laughs> not there yet. I can't wait to be on your level, but I'm not. But anywho, so my therapist is out of um, oh god, what is it called? Out of circle? No, not out of circle. Whatever. She doesn't take my insurance right now. Oh, out of a network. Out of network. Thank you. She's yeah. out of network with my insurance. And I refuse to go to somebody that is a network because I that's quite like her. So I rather pay the money to see somebody that's actually helping me um, than not. So um, or then to go to someone else. So I just right. take a break when I need a break and, you know, get my money back up and then I'll go back. But typically I go see her every two weeks. Um, she did clear me for every two weeks. Prior to that, I was going every week. 
And whenever yeah. she takes it to where I need to go every week, that's when they, you're on like a borderline suicide watch at that point because they have a fear of letting you go too long without, you know, coming in to communicate. Um, so a while ago, I was cleared for every two weeks, which means I was doing good. And eventually she could clear me for every month, but I'm not sure that I would want to go that long once I'm back in the flow of things because the issue with a mental disorder that's telling you that you're not good enough or, you know, that's telling you you're inadequate is the longer time you have to yourself, the worse it tends to get. And so it's good to have somebody to like work through situations with. And right. Yeah. So it is better that I go to a doctor and I chose, I've said this on a previous episode. If you've listened to my previous episodes, bougie black girls, y'all will know. I, chose to find someone close to my age and African-American because if I take the mental health disorders out of it, somebody that's 65 years old and white is never going to understand my struggles, period. So, girl, I feel you. Nikki, I only go once a month to see my therapist. She is black and I think she is in her like maybe late 30s, early 40s. Mm -hmm. But when when I first got diagnosed, I had a white therapist that was maybe 50 plus, but she was on her stuff though. But what pissed me off about her is like, I had been seeing her for grief counseling because my grandparents had passed away pretty much like within six to six months to a year of each other. Mm -hmm. So I had been seeing her um, for grief counseling, but I'm like, why did she not pick up on signs of my bipolar disorder? Why did she not notice that until I called her late one time at 11 o'clock at night, um, talking about like, I'm somewhere in Kansas City, Missouri, and I don't know what to do, you know, but she was like, so quick to respond to this white lady. And she was so helpful in getting me to the right treatment. But after a while, she didn't take my insurance, kind of the same situation where you were. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you don't take my insurance. So I'm moving forward. Yeah. And now I have this, now I have this black therapist and she is like super straightforward and super sharp. She will tell me like, oh, why are you talking to so-and-so? You, that person is not good for you. Hello. Why are you still in- like why are you still in this relationship you know like with this friend or so like they're no good for you why are you trying to cultivate this relationship with your family like you can just love them from a distance like she is just too honest oh so and so is this so and so is that I'm like and I don't I I call her by her first name when I mention her to friends and family Mm -hmm. because I don't want them to because I hate the thought of saying oh my therapist said this oh my therapist said that yeah I hate that too I'd rather just say her name yeah, so I'll be like, well, let's just say her name is Kimberly. Like, yeah, Kimberly says this. Kimberly says that, you know, just so I don't sound foolish right. when I'm talking about her. But having having a black squad for me, like my doctor is black, and I made sure to pick a black girl psychiatrist. Girl, yeah. you are speaking to my spirit. Okay, so I also think that this is just me, just, you know, doing my own little diagnosis. But, you know, they say that a lot of your mental illnesses can be triggered on by traumas and, you know, past experiences or whatever. So I was diagnosed with endometriosis, which means, I don't know if you know about endometriosis, but it means that um, you you have constant pain, your uterine lining grows on the outside of your uterus, it can cause infertility, blah, 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 blah. Endometriosis, yes. Yes. I got you. I'm cooking with the same oil. (laughs) So I was diagnosed with that when I was like, well... But they hinted towards that when I was like 15, 16, which is very young to be thinking about whether or not I'm going to be able to have babies. 
So as I got older, now I'm always thinking about, you know, who's better for me. I read up on the fact that African-Americans have a very high death rate during birth. And I was like, yes, she don't need to be on in one of them numbers. Okay. Because <laughs> I already got right. issues. So now I go see a fertility doctor. I originally was going to this guy. He was an Asian guy. Very, very nice. Super sweet. But just a little couldn't relate to me. Right. I mean, when you're not, when you don't have the same struggles, you can't relate. That's just what it is. So the first time that he brushed me off was the first time I was already finished with him. So (laughs) later on on that day, I saw a different doctor in the same practice, black guy, and he did not brush me off. He rushed me right into a surgery Things, you know what I'm saying? Things picked up when I said, when I said shit needed to pop, shit popped. And so I was like, that's my doctor. <laughs> and then it all made sense to me, like having that black tribe to surround this little black girl means right. the most to me to have people that truly understand what I'm feeling, what I go through that have, you know, expertise in certain things that I need in life. Like make a huge difference oh my god if I could tell little me at 15 like everything I know now all all that stress I went through it would have never happened right (laughs) and that's no disrespect to any of of the listeners that are not African-American by all means you know do what you do but just coming from a perspective you want to be within your culture somebody that relates to you understands you yes like I, I feel like with that with that white counselor I couldn't really like have conversations like about church or about things that are happening within my community mm-hmm. during that time there was a lot of of killing of innocent black men I just went I was just I was feeling the the black harm you know I was yeah. feeling the black stress I wanted to call in black to work that <laughs> girl yes and, so I was just you know, having that moment, you know, and, and there are some people that are very, they just happen to be white. And I have lots of friends and I'm sure my listeners that are white just happen to be white. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure your listeners that are just happen to be white. I have know. multi-race listeners and I appreciate yeah. and love every single one of y'all that are not black that, that listen. Cause I'm not going to lie. We definitely, we don't, we don't come for the wonderfuls, but we definitely are black on my um, podcast. And to the people that still listen and still support and still have our back, like y'all are the real uh, uh, MVP out here for real. For sure, <laughs> for sure, for real. So we're, we're speaking about race um, a little bit. I just know that when I was first diagnosed, and my mom listens to my podcast, so hey, mom, you know. But she, she, they, when I was first diagnosed, they gave me this test. I was in the hospital. They gave me this test. And my mom got the results back of the test and she didn't want to show me the results of the test because she felt like, you know, that's not my daughter. That is not who mm. my daughter is. She's not bipolar. I think that label really hurt her uh, so much. So I just think in the black community, especially when faith is involved, and I don't know where you stand on your faith. I'm a believer, Same. Same. you know, uh, but that, that faith and thinking that you have a problem that you may be, you know, touched or issued or you're crazy or whatever like that just that just hinders us from seeking help and I'm so irritated by that and I have a segment in my podcast where I'm shaking my curls I'm constantly going to be shaking my curls at people (laughs) 
not understanding mental health and mental uh, illness and how it's so important that it's okay to say you have a problem. Yeah. And I just feel like in the black community or in the communities of like in, in any community, there's such a stigma behind mental illness. Of course. There's a stigma behind seeking it. When it's just like if you have epilepsy or diabetes or or I can't think of any other diseases right now. <laughs> but just just it's just like any other illness. And I always say so- even if it's not an illness, even if you don't have a mental disorder, what harm is it for you to go and talk to a therapist just to be sure? I mean, we right. get our blood pressure checked every time we go to, to the doctor just to be sure. You know what I mean? Right. What harm is that in checking your brain? It's an organ just like every other organ. Um, I don't see any, I don't understand the stigma. I've never understood the stigma. Um, But that's why I think that we fall into one of those other categories of people where we're strong enough to like identify our own issue and get our own help. Cause I'm not going to lie. I didn't have that much support in my family with um, coming up with the, the reality of the situation, which was that I have mental disorders and not just one. You know, so my mom, she wasn't necessarily in denial, like, oh, my child doesn't have this. But she thought that if she did not tell me, if she did not give me that title, that it wouldn't become true. So, oh, yeah, this doctor said that I have anxiety. But if I don't raise her like she has anxiety, she won't have anxiety. That's how my mom thought about it, which was not the case. I ended up not realizing that I was diagnosed with anxiety when I was 10 until I was 16. Wow. When I was 16, I said to my mom, we went to like the chiropractor or something and I'm checking off the little, um, you know, little check marks of what you previously had or whatever. And anxiety was one of the ones under mental health issues. And I said, mom, do I have anxiety? At this point, I've already, I've already developed minor depression. Mm-hmm. I've already developed all these other mental health issues by not treating the main one because for the last, sorry, for the last six years, I considered myself crazy and overly emotional and I've become more and more insecure, more and more depressed because no one communicated to me what was going on with my brain. So um, I just randomly asked her and she's like, oh yeah, they said that a while ago. Like, very yeah. just leisurely, like, yeah, that's what they said, but whatever. And it's stuck with me all this time. So we're look, looking at, like, 10 years now <laughs> that I'm still like, oh, my God, I can't believe she hit that for me for so long. <laughs> well, they probably and, find themselves trying to protect you and not give you that label. That's probably as that's a mother, exactly That's, that's exactly what it was, yeah. But from the child's aspect, I, I just could not... I was completely unaware and in that there was a lot that I could have done to improve my mental health in that time frame, opposed to it getting worse because I was so long untreated. So um, now that I know what I know, of course, I don't blame my mom. And ever since like sure. she's learned more, she's learned so much more. She's become my biggest, one of my biggest support systems, hands down. But growing up, it was not that way. Growing mm-hmm. up, the majority of my family were like, you need to stop reading books so much. Or not reading books. You need to stop reading things online so much. You're just diagnosing yourself. That's not even true. But no one took the time to actually take me and like ask more questions. So praise my mom for actually taking me at least that first time when I was a kid. But 
things could have been done better, I'll say. So um, I do feel like that stigma is definitely there and it's definitely a problem. And I think that if we were comfortable just simply talking about it more, there would be more treatment. And I feel like these kind of conversations will help open the pathway to breaking that stigma and better understanding why it's totally okay. Like you, you, me explaining what it's like to be bipolar, you explaining what it's like to have ADD and being anxious and that sort of stuff. It kind of just brings to another uh, flesh or it brings it to another perspective where you can really see that it's totally okay. And it doesn't it doesn't make you any different than anyone else. It's just who you are and it's just a part of you, but it's not who it's it's just it's just a part of you, but it doesn't make it doesn't, it doesn't make, make you. you. Yeah. yeah. I think that my biggest goal um in life is just to normalize these these things, just normalize mental health issues so that you don't have to feel crazy for saying like I think something's a little off today. I don't have to feel crazy for that. I don't have to feel crazy for having a panic attack. I don't have to feel crazy for feeling a little suicidal. Oh like, my God, you're saying the cuss word crazy. Oh, I hate that word. <laughs> you did tell me that. Okay, so let's talk about that differences there. Because I would love to know why you hate that word. All right, full story. Here's my sidebar. Sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. So when I was in the hospital, you remember that CeeLo Green song, Crazy? I'm not going to hurt your listeners by singing it. Mm-mm. But I remember when I was in the hospital, when I was hospitalized, I was singing that song. And there was a part where he says, does that make me crazy? Maybe. Or possibly. And then I just started singing, maybe I'm crazy or maybe not. Maybe I'm crazy or maybe not. Because I felt like being bipolar doesn't make me crazy. Being bipolar just makes me bipolar. That's it. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Facts. And so I think when you say the word, you, you take power in it. You own it in another way than I do. When I say the word, I feel like it, it lessens it and it makes it something, it, it, it kind of makes it fall into what society thinks of us versus when uh, you say it's kind of like a, like a power I'm taking thing. it back, say, yeah, yeah. I'm having a crazy moment, but it's fine. You know, I'm just being me, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But when I, when I hear it, I think it's just, it's just lessening who I am and and I don't want you to lessen who I am because I'm Morgan I'm totally fine I take my medicine okay you know what I mean (laughs) so I'm I'm not I'm I just have bipolar I this is what I'm I'm just I am bipolar I just live with with my illness and I keep keep pushing yeah much and so I think that's what the word crazy gets to me and if I could ban it another thing that drives me crazy and I've shook my curls at this before was when people say oh this weather is bipolar like no, it's not. Calm down. Just because it goes <laughs> from 30 degrees to 50 degrees in one day doesn't mean it's bipolar. Look, only I can say that. You calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. That's like, I don't know how you feel about cursing on your podcast, but <laughs> we curse in the bushy black girls. Well, you're good. I'll warn my listeners. It's okay. 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 So it's like bipolar is like your nigga. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's what, it, that's what it sounds like. So it's like, oh, you can't say that because you don't know what that is. I could say that because I know what that is. I know what that word means to me. And I know, you know what I'm saying? You're using it as like a right word. And right. to me, it's not. Um, so that's how I feel about crazy. That's yeah. generally, like, you can't call me crazy. I can call me crazy. And the reason that I feel like I can be crazy is because with or without mental disorders, she's crazy. Okay? I'm I'm a bat out of hell. I'm the life of the party. And it's not a bad thing. That's why people like me. That's why people love me. 
You know what I'm saying? That's why I have the connections that I have. I, I'm open, I'm loud, I'm adventurous. And and maybe those don't necessarily mean crazy, but to me, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing wor- wrong with it. So you're exactly right. I'm definitely taking back the power of the word. I'm not going to let the word hurt me. I'm not going to let the word offend me. I'm like, oh, okay. That's what I, I am then. I respect it. Like I said, maybe I'm crazy or maybe not. That's not, <laughs> that's not in the lyric, but that's what I was saying while I was yeah. in the shower feeling myself. Okay. Nothing's wrong with that, though. I, I love that song, first of all, because that was one of the first songs that I heard, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel. I, I heard that song, and I was like, CeeLo Green understands my mind. He I'm sure he deals with something. He suffers from something. We just don't know, you know? And, and Right. And even if he doesn't, he understands. And that's, like, beautiful. Like, thank you for making that song. I wish that people that weren't like us could hear that song and hear it the way we do. Because I'm that song for my mom, and my mom was like, this is, this song is weird. <laughs> but it makes that and that's probably why I like that Lucy Dream song and there's another song I don't remember the name of it yeah. she says I've got this po- bipolar disorder my shit's not in order I was like same I, feel I, don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember the name of the song but it's like I don't think I, of my secrets are like so what so what something like that I don't remember the name of the song it's uh-huh. it's a great song but but anyways I'll probably text you that so you'll be like oh that's the song you know right I'll download it yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a banger. No, it's not. Okay. It's, it's, cute. it's cute. Okay. But yeah, I, I definitely think that um, everybody's entitled to their own opinions when it comes to words and how you respond exactly. to them. And, you know, I was just having this conversation with my family um, about going to therapy and how, like, because like, my, my grandmother, she's, I love her to death, but she tends to say certain words that trigger me and I'm like Mm -hmm. she doesn't yeah but she doesn't know she doesn't understand and so I can't be mad at her because she doesn't understand that what she's saying is a trigger to me and if she does know that it's a trigger she doesn't understand why and it's like when you were a kid and like you were trying to touch a flame and your mom's like no and you don't understand because you've never been burnt you feel me yeah you don't got you all the way girl you just don't get it like you're like but it's pretty (laughs) I want to touch it. And so my grandmother is the equivalent of that child. And we, I have to bring her with me. I've told her this. We need to go to a therapy session together because I need somebody that can uh, appropriately explain to you why these words are not healthy for me. If only everyone would respect that. You know what I mean? If only everyone would be like willing to do that. Yeah. Everybody is definitely not willing to do that. Sorry. I'm clapping at my cat. (laughs) everybody's definitely not willing to do that. But I do try to make it a mission of mine for the people that are the closest to me to take that time. And I literally will say, like, if you love me at all, you will go and you will try to learn how to communicate with me, period. If you don't, then there's no need for you to be in my close circle because you don't love me enough to make sure that you're loving on me correctly. And sometimes I feel like people just don't know how to... Um, how to cope with your your mental illness because sometimes mm-hmm. they're so they're so surprised by it. like when people hear that I'm bipolar they're like no I don't think that's accurate I'm like trust me I took tests but when I 
description like I was telling you earlier about the rapid talking and little sleep and the delusions and all that good stuff. Um, that's Morgan in, in a nutshell. And, you know, I was talking, I mentioned to you offline, we were talking, I had my friend that I was talking to when we were talking about being manic. And she basically said, I've known you since you were a child. So this is just weird to hear that you have this diagnosis. And like, I think what? The, yeah, I think that's what the thing is for like parents or grandparents. They're just not ready to cope with it. But it, you know, it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't. And it's all good. Yep. And I'm still, I'm still Morgan and you're still yep. Nikki. So it's Gucci, you know? So that's what mm-hmm. we are. Exactly. I, so I, I definitely, uh huh. I want to know. I just, I just got to know where did this bougie black girl name come from? Tell Honey, because I'm, because I'm bougie. <laughs> So you say bougie, I say block. I'm very block. Yeah, I love that though. Like I love it. I I, I just say I just use the word bougie. That's just the word that came to mind. And also, like I said, I'm a flight attendant, and uh, it's a stigma that comes with the job. A lot of people just assume that we are. And I don't mean like I, when I say bougie, I'm talking more like bougetto. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, bougie Yes, honey. Right. I got you, um. <laughs> But like, the stigma that came with my job was that we were like bourgeois, like, ew, is that white bread? <laughs> like, that's how people thought we were. And the, the true case of it all is that we are really fun, but we are, we do have high standards and um, that's okay. And it's basically a place for Black women that feel that way that feel like, you know what I'm saying? I deserve the finer things in life. There's nothing wrong with that. I I deserve to be um, a little bougie. That's where that came from. I guess to me, it was also another version of taking back the word because I was often offended when someone would call me bougie. I mean, like, I'm chill as fuck. Like, I'm hella down to earth. What are you even talking about? But, <laughs> but like, I can be that and I can expect the finer things in life and that's fine. And so that's, yeah, that's where that came from. Like, hey, boozy black girls actually exist. Girls with a little money and a little class actually exist. We don't have to be out here rocking bonnets and pin up curls to go to the grocery store. That's, that's something that they put on TV. That's something that they show you. But that's not the reality of most of us. And don't judge that my was, this is my platform. Don't judge my I ain't judging your bonnet, sis, because let me tell you... <laughs> Gotta keep all black right. girls, all black girls own the body. The mm-hmm. title from my past will attract the people that don't know nothing about the bonnet, and then we will politely inform you. There you go. Okay. Let them know. <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. Oh, That's the nice. difference is I know when to take mine off. <laughs> you know when to take the bonnet off. You know that the parent-teacher conference might not be the place. You feel me? No, ma'am. That's not where it is. You gotta, you gotta. I'm just do saying. Thing. I'm just I saying. That's what's up. I I fought really hard for that title. <laughs> I bet. I don't know if I'm, you noticed, but I also spelt it how um, Migos. And I was getting ready to ask you if that was your jam. Bad. I heard it on the radio, and I thought of you. I was like, this is this is your jam. <laughs> <laughs> I was Here's like, the- me, I 
I mean, of course, I didn't have this podcast yet, but right, I'm about me, right? I'm well, young black misses literally came from describing myself. I'm young, I'm black, and I'm a missus. Wasn't that wasn't that deep? <laughs> so that's all that that's all that matters sometimes. Listen, I'm like they're young black and that's um come across that too often you're right and, ha- and young black and happily married be- on the damn thing i'm listening yes. veganish <laughs> veganish girl veganish uh-huh okay i, have, I, have, I mean close you know, enough you know close enough we we working on we striving for better but we we gonna get it together i'm vegan that's great that's good enough you know what i'm saying because i'm vegan none so <laughs> <laughs> vegan none <laughs> I'm vegan, not even a little bit. You feel me? So that's still I'm better. Get than my me. life together with the vegan movement. Oh my god! Oh. It's been so great talking to you, girl. I know this is a good time. We need. Oh, uh, absolutely! I'm sure there'll be other crazy topics we can talk about. I'm mm. always ready for brunch, girl. And you, you didn't hey. even ask what I, what I was sipping on. You didn't even know, girl. No, I didn't ask because I didn't want you to ask me what I was sipping on. <laughs> Normally it's very brunch esque, but today it's beer. <laughs> I'm not matter of fact. I'm looking at I'm cleaning up my apartment and it's just a hot wretched mess over here. So it's you have to get a little sippy sippy in for that. Yes, but yeah. he is here waiting for it. There we go. Good, yes. good, good ending right there. Absolutely. But all right, this was great. This was super fun. And I can't wait to do it again. Yes. Awesome. Well, I wish you best of luck on your podcast, Bougie Black Girls. And I hope you wish the best on my Young Black Misses. Shout out to the Young Black Misses. Yes, honey. <laughs> Shout out to the oh, Bougie tell Black the people. Girls. <laughs> if they want to get in contact. Yes. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Young Black Misses Podcast on IG. And I think it's Young Black Misses on Facebook. But yeah, no Twitter. Not doing that. I don't think you as well. Tell my people where they can find you. Liddy Liddy. Okay. So you can find me at the underscore Bougie Black Girls on Instagram and Bougie Black Girls on Facebook. And I do answer DMs myself. So yeah. She does, Let me y'all. know. She does, y'all. It's me. I slid in them DMs. Slid right <laughs> <in>. <laughs> I mean, shit. That's for real. Guess <laughs> she still shot out here. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> so the next black, the next episode of Young Black Young Misses. All right, so that is it for our Sunday brunch. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Again, do apologize for the sound quality. I promise y'all that is not due to the app, okay? I did some janky shit, like put in my headphones or try to record through my headphones, and here we are. But I hope y'all enjoyed it. Anyway, tune in in two weeks, kind of two weeks, for the next episode of the Bougie Bat Girls podcast. All right, see you loves.